Conversations with Leaders is a podcast focused on the intersection of business and technology. In this episode, Tanuja Randery, Managing Director AWS Europe, Middle East and Africa, is joined by Benedetto Vigna, CEO of Ferrari, in part one of a discussion about the difference between invention and innovation, leadership styles and more. Hello, this is Tanuja Randery, Managing Director Europe, Middle East and Africa for Amazon Web Services. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Leaders. In this series, I will be speaking with CEOs from across the EMEA region about what it takes to transform business and society, how they are leveraging data and technology to accelerate growth and innovate, and their insights on topics such as sustainability and addressing the digital skills gap. We will also be providing a glimpse into the personalities behind some of our great leaders of industry. I'm extremely excited to be joined today by Benedetto Vigna, CEO of Ferrari, having been in position since September 2021. Benedetto's background is fascinating, and he brings a deep understanding of the technologies driving much of the change, the automotive industry, from his experience working at ST Microelectronics, where he has worked since 1995. Born in Potenza, and I hope I say this properly, Benedetto studied physics. You said well. <laughs> Excellent. And has already had more of an impact on our lives than we may realize. In his time at ST, he helped design tiny electronic sensors that power everything from our phones and game controllers to sensors and automakers' navigation systems. A Ferrari enthusiast since childhood, I don't know if he thought he might end up in this role. Um, he carried a Ferrari model in his pocket and had a Ferrari backpack in elementary school. And he's out on the racetrack every few weeks. He said he's not driven so much by technology, but by what he can achieve with technology. And his one objective at Ferrari is to delight his customers. There we share a very common DNA, Benedetto, between Ferrari and AWS. Um, he spends time with his friends and family in the physical world and not the digital world. And this is a, a passion. And his other passion is about improving the health and lives of people. He has been a passionate advocate and has been a philanthropist around discovering drugs to fight cancer. Benedetto, we're so excited to welcome you to AWS Conversations with Leaders. Thank you for giving us the time today. Thank you, Danuja. I like to see the background. The red wall is perfect <laughs> in, uh, painting for that, uh, that room. <laughs> well, I had to be on brand today, <laughs> definitely. That's, that's perfect. That's perfect. It's nice seeing you. Benedetto, I know you're super busy. Um, so I wanted to, you know, maybe jump in with an opening question. You are a celebrated and award-winning physicist. And I read that you have over 200 patents registered for various inventions and innovations throughout your career. I'd love to understand sort of your take on invention versus innovation. That's a good question, Tanuja. I think that, uh, yeah, I had the, the opportunity to work uh, I started 25 years, more than 25 years ago, 95. And the field I was working on was pretty green field. So there were many things, many new ideas on the technical, on the business side that I could pursue. And uh, I have to say that for me, the big difference between invention and innovation is that when you talk about invention, you lay down some ideas that not always bring to business cases. For me, innovation is a way to, if you want, to, to close the loop. So you use money to create uh, some new, to generate new ideas. And then this idea generate the business and then they create back, they bring back money. 
So I like to say that invention is a way to use money to generate ideas, while innovation, you close the loop. You money, ideas, ideas, money. So that's for me a big difference. And that's the reason why like, I'm very proud about innovation, a little bit less proud about uh, invention. Well, thank you for all the inventions, though, that you have made. I mean, I really like where you take that because um, in AWS and Amazon, we talk about this idea of a flywheel. Um, and I think it's sort of what you're describing because it's not enough to just do one piece of it. You kind of have to, as you say, close the loop. And then you need to accelerate that loop by providing a set of scalable mechanisms that will allow you to continuously get that flywheel to work very fast. I really like that. Can I ask you a slightly related question to that? I mean, um, you're talking about patterns. What is your patented, if there is such a thing, leadership style? The leadership style that I have been developing in the last year has been, I would, I would um, call it transformational leadership style. I'm more, uh, I'm in favor of an open and transparent uh, environment. I'm, I, I, I like uh, to empower the people that are working with me so that they can take their own responsibility. I am, uh, I am very, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm very close to the people. And uh, the way I see it, Anuja, is that for me, communication is not hierarchical. The indication, the direction are uh, hierarchical because otherwise uh, it's becoming a mess. <laughs> but I like to say also that uh, when it comes to um, leadership style, I like to say that uh, helicopters is, the in my opinion, is the right uh, way to do to lead the modern companies because if you fly a little bit too much on the space shift you see that the you know the 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 the, the earth is round you miss a lot of the detail the river the canyon so you need to go down uh, so but you need to go down and you need to go up so you need to go down talking to the people and understanding what's uh, what's going on in reality behind the, the excel file the database the powerpoint presentation the official room, uh, uh, the official meeting in uh, in nice meeting rooms, but also you need to have uh, to stand up and to have an holistic view. So, I would call it transformational, empowering a lot of the people, listening, listening because a lot of times I have seen all over my careers the right uh, initiative, the one that are more successful in the companies I've been working for, are generated by the people in the team. But the people in the team have so much power to transform, to suggest. It's up to the leaders to listen and to make them possible. I think this is, I have to say, also the most important, the one that also gives me more uh, fun time. You see, you see, you know, the energy, the enthusiasm of the people when they present something that is really new, unique. And if you do not implement, you have justification, but you keep pushing. So this is, um, this is something that I like to do. I like that you bring a couple of different things to, to the table there. Um, one is around this idea of being able to, as you say, make strategic decisions and at the same time be close enough to not, to not be like, you know, too far away from the real pulse of the business. But there's a balance, as you say, and I think as leaders, we are always trying to find that balance, aren't we? Um, and then I think the other thing you talk about is this idea of empathy, listening, not necessarily not challenging, but what I hear you say is absolutely that listening skill. Um, I understand that Enzo Ferrari famously described Ferrari as a company made of people. 
And I know that you have previously said that transformational leadership starts with the feeling and the emotion of the people. Have there been any changes that you have put in place since you started at Ferrari in order for you to really bring, as you say, this power of innovation at the edge? I think there have been several of them. First of all, I, I fully share that uh, the business, whatever we do in our life, is all about people. I mean, the rest is an accessory. Call it uh, equipment, call it uh, tools, whatever. I mean, it's the brain of the people, it's the creativity of the people. And to unleash it, you have to give them the powers to, to make it happen. The year, what I did in the last, um, let's say, uh, what, 21 months, I, I, I tried to do, if you want, uh, in this direction to empower the people. I, I did three things. Number one, I wanted the people to, to feel the CEO closer to them. So for me, in this respect, if you want, when I have uh, a white, uh, blue colors that are wait, waiting for me close to the building where I have the office and they are waiting for me to take a coffee together, this is for me a big achievement. Because in the past, especially in European companies, okay, not Anglo-Saxon, let's put it in this way, there is a big distance between the CEO and the rest of the company. This is a big mistake because the people need to talk and the CEO need to listen in a way that... Uh, change can happen. So this is a, a big change, you know, the distance between me and the rest of the company. The second, the second is about, uh, I like to call it the BMI, the bureaucratic mass index. <laughs> the BMI. Okay. Not the body mass index, but the bureaucratic mass index, it has to go down in a company for a company. If the BMI is too high, it's, it's like human body. Okay. You, you don't feel well. So I think that uh, this is something that I did, how streamlining the organizational levels. There were a little bit too many organizational levels that I want to simplify. And I have to say here, the beauty of this company is that this is not so big. We are more or less all in the same place. There is a lot of passion, a lot of will to progress that make this company unique. So this is something that uh, I did. And uh, last but not least, I pushed more and more the people working together. Mm, yes. I can tell you that uh, just yesterday evening, I was having uh, a, a dinner with uh, five people that are uh, developing the car in Ferrari. And if I compare what was the relation with the people that were doing similar job before, when I just arrived, it's another world. The people, they get to know each other. They, they have a strong, deep sense of trust. They feel part of the same team. So these, I would say, are the biggest part. On the teamwork, reducing the distance between me and the company, and two, reducing the BMI. Three, reducing BMI. You definitely need to patent the BMI. I really like it. Bureaucratic Mass Index. Let's make a joint patent, Anuja. <laughs> I like that. A joint patent with you. I love it. We hope you're enjoying this discussion. To join the conversation and engage with other business leaders on these topics, follow us on LinkedIn at AWS Executive Connection. By the way, you know, the point you make about um, the people side and the skill side is really interesting because one of the things we've seen, and, and we've talked about this previously as well, Benedetto, is the biggest blocker in transforming companies and businesses and even societies is not to do actually with technology, as you said. 
it's really to do with the whole mindset, culture of innovation, operating model, and skills in particular. Um, just picking on that, are you, um, as you take your teams to this next um, era of Ferrari, still building, I know, on the core foundational uh, ethos of Ferrari, what is what are some of the key um, uh, strategic shifts that you are making? So uh, help me understand the strategy uh, under Benedetto Vigna. But look, there are two strategic shifts, if you want. One is about the people. One is about the company relates to the external world. So about the people, I was telling you before, no, it's the way we engage more the people. It's the way we release more the energy that there is in the people. In this sense, what I'm doing, I'm uh, solicitating or giving feedback, let me say, to the team to read the books. So when I say I give books to the people, it's a way also to tell the people, cut some activities that are not so added value and, 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 and read something because the right books, the good books are as kind of, if you want, a summary of the experience of the people. So this is very important. So one is about the people, one is about, uh, if you want, the, the, the stakeholders. We have many stakeholders in our uh, company, from fan to client owners to partners, sponsors, like, uh, like you. So we have, uh, there is one thing that for me is very important strategically is uh, the sustainability. We are a night, we are an high tech and high luxury company. Sustainability for us is key. Because when it comes to sustainability, you show the world that you take care of the profit, because I mean, we have the shareholders that are part of the stakeholders. You take care of the people, what I was telling you before. And then you take care also of the planet. I think this is fundamental because we today, all companies, especially the one with a strong brand like Ferrari has, we have a responsibility in front of the new generation. We feel it and we wanted to address exactly one year ago, 16 of June 2022. We had the Capital Market Day. I think we have been among the few companies sharing with all the community the true numbers, absolute numbers, what is our carbon footprint. Mm. Wow. And if, if, you, if you want, also today, I just came out, because today, exactly one year after, we got rid of some diesel buses that were bringing clients to do the factory tour, and we have electric buses. So we take it seriously. Wow. Congratulations. Brilliant. That is really stepping into creating the space. That's fantastic. And one year from now, another big milestone. So but I let you know. We'll have to redo the podcast one year from now again. Exactly. The 16th. 16 of June, 16 of June. Perfect. You know, every CEO I speak to, Benedetto, there are three topics that they consistently talk about. One is how do I transform the business inside out, leveraging digital data in order for us to improve, by the way, innovation and our customer experience. So it's not only digital for digital sake. Um, two is about sustainability at the core of what we do. Um, and then three is about the skills. And you, you've touched on clearly two very important aspects, actually, of what everyone's facing. Can I pick up on a couple of things you said on the books? Because I'm always intrigued. What is the book you're reading these days? Well, I, I read several books lately. I, so today, I mean, recently, and I, I suggest also this book to all the team, 
is about uh, um, you know in 1986 uh, there was uh, the failure of the Challenger of the Space Shuttle. It was uh, 1986. Okay, and then uh, there was this book that is written by a physicist Feynman that was analyzing with a few people the root cause of this failure. And it's very interesting to read this book because uh, if you want, uh, it tells you many things. I, I'm pretty much in line with that because it's all about uh, engaging people to understand what's going on, getting out of the meeting room. So exactly the things I was telling you before, how to sense the pulse and how to, let me say, understand what's really going on in that book is great. I, I really, really like that. Um, um, and then I was just going to pick up on this other thing you mentioned. A bit. Actually, before I go there, how do you, as the CEO of Ferrari, with everything I'm sure that is on your plate, right, how do you find the time? So how do you manage your energy and your time? Hey, this is something that, uh, if you want, I started to manage uh, 2009, 2010. It, uh, yeah, the first year was not were not was not easy. I think uh, if you want, there were three things that helped me to manage better uh, the the time and the energy. One uh, was uh, uh, for sure the experience because uh, you know you have some failure, you realize that you cannot uh, you you have to use at the best all the resources in the company. So one, if you want, is the energy, the, the experience. The second, I found very interesting to attend. Uh, some uh, training courses about this managed time and energy. And uh, let's say, I remember that Harvard platform is a good one that I've been using uh, since, uh, as I remember, I mean, 2010. And then, uh, uh, let's say, there is a third, uh, third reason. There are, I think, uh, there are this time in the lives where you have the aha moment when you realize Im immediately something is becoming clearer. So you, you look at the way you, you work and then, um, how can I say, you say, this is not the right way to work. We have to change. I think, uh, you know what, you have to fill yourself as a node of a network, mm. not like uh, the center of, of a star organization. Mm. Because if, uh, so if you are a node of a network, you were saying, you know, is the curiosity to learn something, the humility to learn something. The underlying uh, assumption is that you see yourself as a node of a community and the value is not only in the node per se, but is what the node can deliver, can share with others and what the node can take from others. And this is a continuous dialogue. So, you know, if you want, it's like all the servers of the AWS, you know, it's not the value in the server, it's, uh, it's distributed. So you have to make this transition. I have to say that uh, I think like you, it often happens that you see people that uh, believe that they are uh, the focal center of the organization. And then when this happens, uh, you lose the energy, the motivation, the engagement of the people. So I think this helped me a lot about the time and the energy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Conversations with Leaders, brought to you by AWS Executive Insights and Tanuja Randery. Be sure to join us tomorrow for part two to hear more from Benedetto Vigna, CEO of Ferrari. For more on these topics, follow Tanuja on LinkedIn and visit aws.amazon.com slash executive insights.
While there, be sure to learn more about AWS Exec Leaders, an invite-only global community for business and technology leaders.